Hello and welcome. I'm in Menominee, Michigan, a new place I've never been for the first time. Gonna do a new interview with my girl, Lisa Quinn. She's a hand lettering artist like me. She's super badass and does murals all the time. <laughs> do you guys like these intros? Are they funny? I don't know if they're funny. Okay, so what's up, guys? Another episode. I like you, like you heard in my beautiful jingle that I just made up. I think I've been in Menominee, Michigan for five days, moved into a one bedroom apartment, originally came from Portland, Oregon, just in case you're not paying attention. Um, <laughs> and things are kind of crazy. I was going to buy a retail space. It did not work out. Someone got snatched it up before me because there needs to be apparently seven different salons on the same street. It's like having like a Burger King and an Arby's and a McDonald's and other fast food restaurants that are probably bad for you, like all right next to each other, which actually sounds kind of awesome now that I say that out loud. But anyways, yeah, Solange, I feel like they're all going to go out of business. So I'm just going to wait for one of them to die, and then maybe I'll buy a building. But we're doing lots of shopping and still figuring shit out. I'm currently in a completely empty apartment. No big deal. I have a bed on the floor, right? Killing it. Um, but so if you hear weird sounds or anything in the background, I live off the main street. So it's like the first time I'm living in a big city. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase. It's the first time I'm living in a small town, but with that big city vibe. Like I got like a two-story walk up. There's like a little one of those little cool little buzzers that goes to like let you in the building. It's like so friends. I'm like so excited about it. Um, but I'm in a population of about 20,000 people, which is very different from like <laughs> uh, hundreds of thousands, if not, I think a million uh, population in Portland. So lots of cool things. But enough about me. Lisa's just chilling, listening to me talk to you. Hi, Lisa. What's up? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm fighting back laughter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. You could totally laugh at my jokes. Never stop. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, my God, she doesn't think I'm funny. Like, no, I, I'm sitting jokes. here, like, crying. That jingle was glorious. Oh, yay. Jingle hype. I mean, I just think it's like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of like repetition. Like, I don't know about you, but I cannot rewatch movies. Binging shows is different because like, how can you remember like 300 <laughs> episodes of Grey's Anatomy? But like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like Titanic or I don't know what's the, like, do you, is there a movie that you watch that you're like, that's the movie I would watch it every fucking day. I love it. No. Okay, <laughs> cool. That was a good answer. You're like me. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't like when podcasts have like the same jingle every time, the same outro, because it cues you to stop listening. Yeah. You know yes, I mean? absolutely. You're Doesn't like train. Yes. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm going to skip through this bullshit. They're going to play ads for the first 45 seconds about some nutrition bullshit that's supposed to make me feel bad about myself. Not interested. And you're like, let me get to the good content. Boom. Amen immediately. Good to content. That. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to fast forward, y'all. And also it's cheaper and it takes less time. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. Well, anyways, people are probably interested. If you couldn't tell by the title of this episode, I think I'm going to do something like, uh, what does it take to become a mural artist? <laughs> um, and if you guys don't know Lisa, she's Lisa Quinn with a little underscore on Instagram. 35,000 followers, lettering artist, muralist, speaker, designer. All right. She does some pretty badass work. I've been following her work for quite some time. And we met, what was it, three or four years ago at Creative South, I think? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that you, like, said something. I remember being in that weird, like, uh, hallway thing, and you were just like, hi, I'm Dina. I'm, like, Letter Shop. I'm like, oh, my God. We've been following each other forever. And, like, it was so nice to meet you in person. You were so, like just immediately like I felt like I knew you for a while but you were just so warm and welcoming especially at a conference where 
those can be really scary for people. For sure. And that, that was like my first, because to me at the time, like this is before like Letter West was a thing, um, mm-hmm. like where the majority of the lettering artists would go. Like, yeah. There are tons of like illustration conferences and design conferences, but like there wasn't really anything for hand lettering. And because that became more of like a new thing, I feel like now it's fucking everywhere. But at the time, <laughs> not so much. Um, so that was like my first time talking to people who actually knew what the fuck I was talking about <laughs> when it came to lettering. And I think I did a, a workshop. Was that that year? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I felt so weird because I just immediately met you and I was just like, here's a bunch of advice. I don't know that you need or slash want, but. Oh my God. Always need <laughs> advice. And I love it. And then we, we had a call like the following year or something. And you were like, you got to get on Patreon. And I signed up and I've been meaning to do it, but. Uh, I'm trying to work on time management a little better, but That's... you always have the best advice. And I'm so glad that you're like using your platform to just dish it out to everyone who wants to listen. Yeah. I've been getting really good feedback, especially lately. Um, I think it's cause we're like, we're now on Spotify. Uh, we just went ahead and registered uh, women of illustration podcast blog to Apple Ooh. news. So this Amazing. will be the first ever episode that's on Apple news just automatically. <laughs> That's what's Yay. up. Oh, so all, everyone who's ever used the keyword mural is going to see your shit. Are you excited? <laughs> mural. It's mural. such a weird word. <laughs> like, I like wall art or yeah. wall tagging. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, someone in um, – I did, like, a little hand lettering workshop for crop, and a bunch of people afterwards had a lot of mural questions, which I thought was hilarious. Um, totally off topic. But someone was uh, asked the question, like, how do I get murals? Like, I, I've been sending out PDFs, blah, blah, blah. And someone who else was taking the workshop suggested um, doing uh, – or phrasing it as, like, advertising or public advertising or wall mm. advertising Ooh. to kind of, like – um, play more to the businessy client types, you know, instead of calling it a mural, call it advertising. I like it. I like wall advertising. Yeah. I really, I think, okay, that person's very smart. I really, (laughs) I, you know, I mean, you still probably need to say muralist just for like keywords for Google, but, um, yeah, I think like in terms of like how you present yourself on like social media, fuck yeah. People like, yes, because advertising means investment. Where muralists right. can sometimes mean mean commodity, like they right. they they pull you in like, oh, this is just for decoration. It's <laughs> exactly, like, it's, you're like buying an expensive couch. It's like no bitch. <laughs> if that couch can make you money on a quarterly fucking basis, maybe. Um, Are you buying couches right now? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, I my apartment's empty. Like all, it, it's so funny. Like priority is right. Like we could only fit whatever we could in our like SUV. And all that I brought was like my iMac, my other monitor, my desk, which were completely like dismantled and like very carefully wrapped, even though it's like cut up to shit. And then all my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that I brought. That's all I could fit in the car. Um, I love so, it. Priorities. Yeah. So I'm just in a big empty room. So anyone have had like a coaching call this week, it feels like very like, like I'm going to kill you. Like all this, <laughs> this like brick empty room. Like, hello, are you ready for some <laughs> art advice? And like my boyfriend's just like on the bed on the floor working as well in the background, like very professional setup over here. Um, I feel like you should illustrate that scene. I probably should. I need to take a, like a, a re- hashtag real life photo shoot. Instead of all these people, like, look at my perfectly Pinterest board ready office. And I'm Uh, like, look at my nothing. But hey, I'm still making money every day. So there you go. Right. Um, 
and yeah, things are going really well. I'm really excited. But anyways, I want to talk to you about all of the things about murals because I get caught. I've had so many coaching calls with people who wanted to get into mural design and <laughs> I personally hate it. Like it's like <laughs> manual labor. Like I don't it like is. it. I much rather, I, like, I would hire like a, a kick-ass team of people to paint it and I'll just design it in my air conditioned office. You know, perfect. Yeah, uh, but I don't have the stamina to like climb a ladder, or like, and I never know how to use those like what are they called the little pulley, the little thing you use to go high up in the air. <laughs> a what is a that lift. <laughs> a lift. Yeah, like you know the thing that it does, Dina. That's its fucking name. <laughs> Jesus, the thing that goes up. She, no, I like no. ran into like so many walls, and anytime I wanted to go forward, I went backwards, and it was just embarrassing. Oh was, my gosh! Well, I ran over a hot pink like can gallon can of paint with the lift the first time I used it and so some rental lift somewhere has a completely covered hot pink wheel on it so see that just makes it cool that. you just made it hot all right yeah. like can that. you picture just like a team of construction workers like with a hot pink lift all right guys keep an eye out for a hot pink lift and tag Lisa Quinn on Instagram Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm not a big fan of it. I tried it because it seems so cool. Like, oh, my art's really big. Everyone can see it. Like how impressive. And I did like, uh, a, you know, inside murals for gyms. I did this like crazy 12 pane window installation for GE. And they flew me up to New York. And it was very cool. And you can make a lot of money, but because it takes a lot of fucking work. Like it's not the same as doing like a digital piece and sending someone a PDF. Right. So, right. I mean, I have all these questions like set up for you, but I'm really curious, like what made you decide out of all the things you could have done as a lettering artist to pursue murals? I, it's funny that you say that because I don't feel like I'm really pursuing them. It's just, it happens to be the work that I'm getting and saying yes to. Like I, it was a very, I don't know. It feels really slow looking back at it, but I just, I got one mural project, it led to two more mural projects, and it just kind of grew exponentially from there. And I think it's because Cleveland is such like a, a bigger city with a small town feel and everybody knows everyone. So it might look like I'm getting a bunch of murals, but that's because <laughs> I, the network here is insane. Like uh, you throw a rock and you get a mural project. <laughs> you know there's so many people that hate you right now like, <laughs> well come to cleveland i need help oh there we go come to cleveland i mean i'm actually a really big fan of um more artists pooling to not necessarily like smaller towns per se but smaller than like new york city los mm -hmm. angeles miami you know chicago <laughs> like these really big metropolises because they're so fucking saturated and murals like it, they're walls. There's a finite amount of walls. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> right. It's not like, oh, there's so many advertising agencies. You could work with anybody in the world. It's just digital. Like you want to be on location and not every brand has the budget for travel. Exactly. So they, they have to hire from within the, their own city limits unless they want to have a crazy budget or they just need like a name brand super, you know, insert popular artist name here to like help advertise their wall on top of the wall being advertising, whatever. But like, yeah. You're probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not at that level yet. So <laughs> I'm assuming if you're really successful, you're like, I don't give a shit about learning. I don't know. I'm just so cool. I don't like my brain is full. I'm done. I've reached life goals. Um, you're still trying, you know, pr trying to figure some shit out. So that's interesting. So what was like, tell, walk me through like the first meal project. Cause it seemed to be like more of a domino effect for you. Yeah. I mean, the very first one, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, like I said, I, 
I have a small network that just has growing and grow, keeps growing. So I worked in advertising before I went full-time freelance. And um, uh, my friend Trish, who I met through advertising, her girlfriend worked at a company called Findaway. And um, they were looking to do a mural for walls in their lobby. So they asked me if I could hand letter a quote and draw an ice cream truck. And that was like my audition <laughs> to do this. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, do it, send it over. A couple months later, I hear back and they're like, okay, um, we like your style based on this one quote and ice cream truck. Here are a hundred items of things that we want you to put on the four walls. And so I'm like, holy cow. So I just, I, before this was all before the iPad and everything. So I got the measurements of the wall. I drew a little box in InDesign, printed it out. Like, cause like how else are you supposed to do it back then? Right. And so I just tried to fill these like four squares, um, with all a hundred items. And, um, and because it was in a lobby and a tight hallway, I couldn't project the design. Um, oh. I was too lazy to grit it out, and so I just kind of winged it. Damn, <laughs> I drew girl. everything right. Mm -hmm. I drew everything out in pencil first, and then inked it in with uh, crank paint markers. And I had no idea what I was doing, but it was it was perfect because there there were so many items that if I like messed up or the line was a little shaky, it would kind of be camouflaged in everything. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I'm definitely like, oh, more is more. <laughs> More is more. <laughs> well, maybe with just that example, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I posted the crap out of that project, and I think, you know, people saw it on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever, and in person because they have um, clients coming to the um, the actual lobby. And so yeah, like that was the first one, and like I said, I learned a lot. Learned it started with winging it rather than leaning on a projector. So I really am grateful for that experience. Yeah, like, man, that's the thing that always trips me up. Like, if I can't do a projector, I'm, like, useless. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I can't do, like, live drawing things. Um, like, I tried Typefight when that was still a thing at Creative South, and that was, like, the same year that I broke my glasses dancing because I was so excited about a food truck. <laughs> Fat girl you. problems. <laughs> I'm like, I love empanadas. I'm so excited. And I'm like, empanada dance, and then crack. I'm like, no. Broke was, like, glasses dancing. I yeah, I broke it. my glasses dancing for food. Okay, so like, and then I think it was either that day or I think it was like a couple hours later, I had my type fight. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, it would be like these two artists duke it out and they draw the same letter and, and people at the conference and also this used to be a website, they're not around anymore, would vote and then you would win and then you wouldn't win anything. I don't think it was just like, yeah, you're cooler and better. And I broke my glasses. So I looked so ridiculous, like with my eyes, like directly on top of my piece of paper, like trying to draw, let's just say the letter H. I don't remember. It was so bad. I was so embarrassed. It was like my first time in front of people. Oh, so like the fact that you could just wing it. I'm like so impressed by people who can do that. And I think you did do, you've done a couple of life drawing things too, haven't you? Oh my God. Yes. And I feel like it was easy the first time and really fun. And then it just went downhill from there. <laughs> it's like, stop judging me. It'll look good when I'm done. Like, right. Well, <laughs> the first one I did, the topic was like awkward teenage years. And I think that's why I succeeded okay. because mm -hmm. I definitely have lived through that. And it was just all scratchy emo lyrics. And I came in like third place because it looked like teen angst threw up on a board. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'd wear I'd wear some thrown up teen angst on a shirt, oh. just saying. <laughs> Thanks. 
thanks. Yeah, all of the best emo lyrics. And then, yeah, just I've, I tried to, I, I wanted first place, so I tried a couple more Ink Wars, and yeah, it just went really downhill. It's I don't do well under pressure. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm learning a lot, but I'm putting, totally. like uh, Renee Brown says, you're putting yourself in the arena, and that's what I'm all about. Yeah, totally. And, like, I think a, a lot of artists are, are good under pressure, like, without a deadline, like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen but only in the privacy of my studio like even if like because right now we're just literally living out of our living room because we have this epic sunlight in our bedroom but that Ooh. also means it's hot as shit <laughs> and there's God. no way to cover up a like a fucking window on the ceiling so we're like so that's just like an empty room it's just a room we walk through to get to the bathroom at this point so rick <laughs> is like right here all the time and he's actually like hiding in the bedroom now because i was like oh shit i have a podcast recording <laughs> he's like oh let me leave i'm like okay um i'm like they can't Sorry, see rick. you yeah, Stay cool. he doesn't. Yeah, right. He's like just sweating his like literal nuts off right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he's even looking at me while I work, I can't do it as well. Like there's oh. something about the privacy, like no one's looking at my screen and he loves me. He has sex with me on a daily basis. You think I would like out of anyone, I would not care what he thinks, but I care about what he thinks so much. <laughs> I mean, you... that's, that's cute though. Is it? Like, it it's worrisome. <laughs> It's worrisome when you stop caring. Okay, think, right? that's a good point. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like anytime someone like has relationship advice, like what's you've been together for seven years now. What's your <laughs> advice to stay together? And I'm like, S have sex and fight a lot. <laughs> like, there you go. Because if Keep you the stop, passion going. totally. No, because like if you stop fighting, it means you stop caring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's it's gonna boil up at some fucking family event or like a graduate, like your fucking niece's graduation, a place where you don't want to have a fight. And then you're going to break up and it's going to be like, oh, you didn't fight for each other. Sad face, you know? So many things you guys are getting out of this podcast. Haven't yeah. gotten, anytime I like send an artist like questions, we maybe cover four of them. I love that though. There's, like, so, there's so much other things to talk about too. I know. And also like, I love you and we're, I feel like we're friends in real life. Yes. And, like, yeah, she she confirmed it. <laughs> she can't take it back. Um, and you know, there, there's so many things to talk about when it comes to like the creative, what we must endure as creatives. Um, okay, so we talked about your first gig, the fact that it's been a domino effect. I know people are curious about the process. Mm -hmm. So, what is your ideal? Like, just walk me through. Like, I don't know, in less than five minutes. Like, and I want it, and I want to hear it from the beginning, if you don't mind. Like, a client sends an inquiry. Beginning. Yes. Okay. Yes. Walk me through it. Okay. So I get a lot of emails um, about, hey, we have a set of doors. Hey, we have a window um, temporary display. Or, hey, we have a mission statement uh, that we want in our office. So it, it kind of, it all starts with very wide inquiries. And then it kind of funnels down to getting to the same process. So well, let's just say um, a store comes to me and wants a window display. And I'll go, okay, here are three prices based on a temporary window display. So I have different rates for different things. And say they want just a simple quote or like a coming soon or on sale, that would be maybe $12, hour, $12, $12 per square foot. Mm -hmm. uh, the next level up for some more like um, detailed typography with maybe an illustration or two, that would be $14 per square foot. And then the next tier would be $16 per square foot. And I, I, 
uh, fudge those numbers around a little bit. Like if it's a smaller window, then maybe I'll up it two bucks per rate. If it's a giant ass window, me and like you're getting into like a five digit kind of project, mm -hmm. I might kick it down a little bit. Like just whatever seems fair um, to the client and to the design basically. So I'll kind of feel out the rates. And if I'm not sure about a certain rate, I'll kick it over to a trusted friend and be like, hey, if you were a client, would this seem fair? Or have you quoted something like this before? Oh, and so I love that you do that. I'm like, I'm like nodding so hard. I'm like, yes, I believe. Because I, I also do the three prices. Because then mm -hmm. and I say this all the time, because it's a difference between should I hire this artist? And what should I hire this artist for? Yes. So you're giving them options and they always usually go for the middle option. They come in expecting <laughs> the first option, but they want the middle option, but they're like, okay, let me like, what do I got to do to get the, uh, like the platinum option? If I just like buy my boss, like their favorite coffee and lunch and like really <laughs> like have a conversation with them. So I think that's yes. really smart. I like that you're doing my square foot, which is like, to me, that's like, what? <laughs> like, cause I don't fucking paint things in real life, but that's a really interesting. And I like that you're making it fair. And I think that's so important. Yeah, it, it well, needs to be fair in both ends, obviously. Exactly. Like, you need to be paid appropriately, but also you don't want to feel like you're taking advantage of, a, you know, a business owner, depending on, like, where they are in their own creative <laughs> uh, exactly. their own, like, you know, job or whatever. So I love that you do that. Yes. Okay, more. I like and to, it. <laughs> Well, yeah, and to a company, like, so people are like, all right, well, what are the differences between the three tiers? And it's, like, I explain it in the actual estimate, but it's always helpful to see visuals, too. And I don't think I've done enough murals yet that fall in each of the three tiers. So I'll just go on Pinterest, grab some examples from each of the tiers and throw it into a PDF. So nice. when people ask me, like, can you price this out? I'll give them the three price ranges and this PDF showing the differences between the three tiers. And so they have like everything. <laughs> this is from a lot of trial and error. Like It, it sounds me... like it. It's like you're a professional or something. Oh my god, I'm trying. <laughs> Professional, as I sit here with like leggings and the t shirt I've been in for the like the same t shirt for two days. Very professional. I mean whatever. That is the freelance life. That is what our <laughs> level of professional is, okay? Comfort. Comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes the work better. <laughs> so after they pick a tier and like you said, they always go with the medium one. I will start uh, I'll create a mood board if they don't know what they want or sometimes they already have collected images that they kind of gravitate towards and I'll like ask them a series of questions all right do you like the colors do you what do you like most about the inspiration where are you gravitating towards so we'll have like a come to Jesus phone call <laughs> where I'll try to like ask them questions I'll already be picturing something in my mind like okay you want something scripty with a drop shadow and you want it to be like this kind of color scheme. And so I'll take that, like, what we discussed in like the brainstorm <clears throat> session, and then I'll start sketching it on the iPad. And the iPad has been truly amazing yeah, to work changer. with. Highly yes. recommend it. Like, don't go into debt. Like, don't. I mean, <laughs> I did. I like, I'm, I'm like, Amazon credit card, please. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's fucking game changer. Like, seriously, if you need to invest in any one thing, like, instead of it being like really expensive paint, or canvas or whatever you're doing like i highly recommend getting an ipad pro for sure yes yes that was like my first mural tool i just just recently bought a canvas um thing to put down on paint like i've been using towels <laughs> before that <laughs> so everything like you know not at once so ipad definitely a game changer um i'll send it off to the client we'll go back and forth 
until we land on a sketch that they love. And I, like, knock on wood, I'm probably jinxing myself, but (laughs) the, like, revision process has been super easy with almost all my clients. Like, not a lot of, like, can you nudge this? Can you change this? They'll see the image. And I think seeing it Photoshopped on the wall or the window is what makes the process so easy. Yeah, you have to do that for murals, for sure. Absolutely. Because, yeah, anyway. But you have to tell them that, you know, this is all through iPad. It's not paint on the wall. So some things might change a little bit. Like, uh, I know Roxane Phoebe of Pander, somewhere in their contract, they said the sketch is guaranteed to look like 10% off from what the real thing is going to be just so they're not liable to like have the sketch look identical to the final project. Yeah. That's smart. And also it's like, you're using your hand and not a computer where you yeah. can like zoom in <laughs> and exactly. like and Z that shit. Yeah. I mean, clients are people too. So usually they understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good um, to over communicate in those. Anything you think that can go wrong should be an item line in your contract. 100%. Exactly. Oh my God. Yes. See, you're super professional. Um, and then, yeah, once the sketch is done, I'll do three or one of three things, a wing it, B grid it out or C project the design. So it all depends. Like if it's in a tight hallway, I'll try to grid it out. Um, sometimes if the design is easy, like it's just one word, I won't grid it out. I'll just wing it. And then if it can be projected, that is like, Ah, a breath of fresh air and just super easy but like it's always good to like have a mural that you did wing it just because projecting it is a little off sometimes like you can only get so accurate with the projector Mm -hmm. because everything's pixelated and the projector will move sometimes (laughs) (laughs) unless it's like cemented to the ground it's very weird like that but um yeah and then you just paint it (laughs) and then you just paint it no big deal um Okay, so during that process, like, how many sketches do you present, typically? Um, I typically present just one, okay. but if they request options, I'll do more. Yeah, because um, I was just curious, like, if, if you know, because you ha- have these three tiers, would you mm-hmm. ever offer, like, instead of it just being detail-driven? Like, because right now it seems time-scope-driven, but what mm-hmm. if it also included time-scope of... I, mean, I don't know, like additional concepts. So that way they felt like they were getting to see more options. And I know, I know designers all have different opinions on this. I don't, I only, <laughs> I only personally present two, uh, just so they have an option. That's it. I think anything that's like three or five or 10 is ridiculous. Like <laughs> you're being hired for your expertise as a professional. Mm-hmm. And if you, in my opinion, if you're showing like a shit ton of concepts to a client, it shows them that you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, so, that's a good point. It's like, Never well, thought about it like, like that. Like, you're asking me? Like, but I hired you to figure it out. I'm like, that's yeah. the whole point. Um, so I just think that, like, is that something you would ever do? Or do you're like, no, fucking one concept, I'm the shit. Yeah, it's just one concept. <laughs> one concept. <laughs> Not like, like, <laughs> um, it's usually one concept. Like, here's where, like, here's what I'm most excited about. I really think this concept is going to look good in the space cool. if you need to see more um let me know but usually like they when people want a mural they don't really know exactly what they want it to look like yet so they need just one thing to react to and usually that's like a good point to start off from okay so do you find because you're doing the one concept that you said earlier that, like there's not very many revisions Yeah, which is nice. Like, I'll show them a pencil sketch without any color first sometimes. 
um, like if it's very uh, detail driven, I'm like, okay, do you like the direction? And then if you do, we could add color. And they're usually, yep, great. Let's see some color. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I like in my experience, um, I when I was doing, because I, I remember like really being a little. I took Sean West's advice like a little bit too seriously because <laughs> he was like the only dude providing hand lettering advice, mm-hmm. and he's got kind of like a hardcore approach to dealing with clients. Um, which I think is now a little egotistical, to be honest. And, uh, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he always had, like, the one concept approach. And I, fi- and I tried to do it, then, but then I had so many revisions, and it just Ugh. drove me fucking nuts. Even though, like, I would have a mood board, um, we would have an art direction. It would be really specific, like, this kind of script. Like, this is the very of weight you're going to get. These are the colors you're going to get. This is the type of illustration. This is the line thickness of the strokes of the illustration. Like, fucking, oh my like, God. to the T. Like, because <laughs> wow. I don't fucking have time to do all these revisions. So I'm just like, right. and it just makes you hate the project more. And the more you hate it, the more it's going to show that you hate it. And clients <laughs> right. have to realize that. Like, if I'm not having a good time making this, it's going to show in the final result. This is why personal work will always come out better than client work. that's so true yes yes it's your fucking baby you're making the decisions you're having more fun you have more creative freedom and with client work even if it is a dream project still like you're still doing something under the you know umbrella of their instruction and that's restricting your creativity in a way which can be a good thing because you know if you tell someone like just draw a thing they're like what like can i get a prompt or just something like a plant like what do you want um so I just think that's really interesting. And I ended up going for the two concepts because I found I only got one small change. Mm-hmm. It was always like, oh, just move that there or like Frankenstein, make a baby and just take pieces from this or that. And it was like so much easier. So oh I do my think... God. Oh, go have you ever heard of... Um... Well, that just reminds me. Have you ever heard of the hairy arms in like uh, cartooning culture or animation culture? No, no. <laughs> So I think I had an old creative director that told me this, but hairy arms is um, when animators would present like their storyline to whoever's making the decisions, but because who's ever making the decisions feel like they need to give feedback, they would just put hairy arms on the characters. So <laughs> they did get some sort of feedback, but they okayed everything else. That's funny. No, <laughs> I mean, some clients, especially like inexperienced clients um, mm-hmm. will never be like, cool. Because they feel like they need to have more ownership over yes. that design by saying something. So that's really that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> and I think the moral of the story is, like, and again, I always say this every episode, like, my advice, Lisa's advice, these work for us specifically. Mm-hmm. You have to try it for yourself to see if it works or not. Don't take anyone's advice too seriously. Like, right. you have to do your own trial and error. Like, I'm never going to make anyone feel bad for their process or how much they charge or anything like that. If it's like, you don't charge very much, I'm going to try to be like, but you're amazing. Well, you should be charging more. Then that's pretty much the extent of it. But I really I hate art, like illustrators and, and people who are, you know, seen as an authority in the industry saying there's only one right or wrong way to do something. Oh, um, and this is why I love you. That is like a hundred percent true. Because some podcast you list I've listened to in the past, I won't mention names. I'm just like, it just makes me feel like garbage. Right. Like, but that's not what I do. <laughs> I will I will say, though, uh, the one thing that I feel like is true with everyone is that passion projects, posting them, putting them out there will definitely help you. Like, I've had so many clients look at my Instagram and find, like, something I did 
on my honeymoon. Like, oh, I like this sketch. I like this direction. Like, it, it does help give you, give them a starting point. No, for sure. Like, you have to create the kind of work you want to get hired for. Yeah. Like, if yes. you want to do mural projects, you're going to have to do a mural project. Like, I'm not just <laughs> going to hire you without any proof that you know what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, of course. Um, I actually got off... Like, I don't know how much time you have, but I feel like we're going to talk for a while. Um, it, like, I was having a coaching call yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, this girl had taken Lauren Holmes' Passion to Paid course. She had gotten paid for coaching for three other different illustrators. Oh and my she God. was just like, this advice, everyone has the same advice, and it's not working for me. And it makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. Uh. And, I, and I, like, looked at it. And, cause, like, and I get compared to Lauren Holmes a lot. Mm-hmm. which I hate because we're sure. very different people. Well, no one likes getting compared to yeah. another person. And I like love her. Yeah. yeah. She's a great artist, but she's definitely like the person I have to unfollow because I get so green with envy when I look at her shit. Uh, I'm like, yeah. why are you so talented? Why do you have so many likes? Get out of here. I'm like, <laughs> I can't look at this. And I like to compare it as like, she's like the Disney channel. Like everyone loves the <laughs> Disney channel. Right. And then I'm like showtime after dark. <laughs> I love that analogy so much. Oh my god! So you just like, like go through all the letters. I like hey, this, this is, is what... you. This is you. <laughs> right? Um, that would be that would be fun. I don't know if anyone would like that analogy, but like I think Disney is quite a compliment. So that's yes. why I'm like, yeah, your Disney Channel. Um, it makes but, me feel good. Yeah, right. Like who? Do, like oh, you're a multi-billion-dollar company. No big deal. <laughs> oh, and god. I'm like. I'm like for the like the lonely horny people after 10 p.m. You know. <laughs> but anyways, I love this... the self-awareness. Thank you. Um, this is gonna be my part of my stand-up bit if I ever do another lettering lecture. Oh my god, I would definitely go to a stand-up bit by you. Okay, so what channel would you be, Lisa? I'm trying to think of that right now. Um, what is overly bubbly and annoying but has like a slight dark side? Uh, Nick at like Night? Like emo side. <laughs> yes! Maybe. Maybe that. Oh, like Nick at Night? Um, okay, what would be? No, hmm. you know what? It would probably be the CW. CW? Or, um, I love that? Gossip Girl and Vampire Diaries. Like, yeah, CW is good. <laughs> and what is, there's one that starts with an F. I want to say Flesh, but that's not right. <laughs> Flex? It's like Freeform, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Is I that think like you, a I newer think you, one? It's a newer one. There's like some like high school drama shows that I really enjoy that are on ah, that show. Perfect. Um, yeah, so Freeform CW. I think that's I think that's right. I like it. I was I like Nick at Night. I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You're not like vintage in that way. Like, I mean, you you love a good Victorian style, but yes. I wouldn't classify you as that. Interesting. Okay, guys, I want you to DM me right now. What channel would you be? Oh my God! Can you it. share all the results? I will. I, you know what? Such I'll a do, good question. I'll do a poll sticker or something on Instagram yes. later. I think that would be fun. Perfect. Um, it, you guys are just listening to this episode like probably a month and a half after we've recorded it, so no big deal. But I'd like to know what you think now. Um, Tune in. I had a point with that. Oh yeah. So she was like, "Okay, hey, these people's advice aren't working for me." Like the mm-hmm. passion project, and I was looking at her stuff. And I was like, you have to have a good system in, in place in order to get clients. It's not enough to just post a passion project on the internet, like especially if your website is seriously lackluster. Like, because you have to think of it like this. Like, so Instagram, very powerful channel, lots of art. Like I make pretty much all my sales and shit and clients from Instagram, but not always. So like what you have to think of it as, it's an advertising platform. The whole mm-hmm. point is to click on the one link on your Instagram profile to go to your website. 
But if your website doesn't represent what's on your Instagram, there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So you need to update your website. Like yeah. you, when I go to your website, it's all about murals. I see case studies of murals. I see, you know, your process. You obviously are set up to get that kind of work. So I do feel like, and that sets you up for success because it's a better presentation. Therefore you look expensive, but I'm just, if I'm just DMing you on Instagram, like I'm going to assume like Craigslist level pricing. I'm going to assume pretty cheap pricing. You know what I mean? Especially if you have a lower follower account because that's considered social proof. And that's another, like, I don't know, tally for how expensive you might be. So it's like, I definitely think that you need to have your ducks in a row for a passion project. It's not just about creating the work, even though that, yes, that's obviously a really big part of getting work, but you need to make sure that your marketing is in place as well. Because if your Mm -hmm. goal is to, it's like selling a product, but not letting me add to cart on your website. Oh my God. Yes. Uh and I'm so glad we're touching upon this. I definitely need to redo my website, but I'm trying to. Every single to... person listening is like, God damn it, Dina. <sighs> right? But as telling me way... I have to update my website. <laughs> but you think about everything so holistically, whereas maybe like, maybe artists these days are all focused on Instagram, but that's not what's going to get you the projects, obviously. No, it's just advertising. It's kind of like seeing yeah. a bill, like Instagram is a billboard. Like yes. without there being a call to action, like a link, go to my bio, buy this product, um, like fill out my instant quote form, whatever it is. Like without that call to action, what are they going to do? It's just another pretty picture that they're going to drive right past. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like you got to be a little bit more set up than that. And then also, like, I, I think messaging is something people forget. Yeah. Like, oh, I just draw whatever I want. I'm like, but if it, what you like as a person changes all the time, which is normal because, like, we're pretty crazy people. Like, I like eggs. <laughs> I know eggs are bad. Like, we just change our minds. So it's like. <laughs> Shout out to eggs. <laughs> Shout out to eggs and not knowing if they're good or bad for you. <laughs> One day we'll know. Uh, it's like, someday. turns out they, they're bad. I don't know. Like, they give you cancer. I don't know. Eggs are delicious. That's all that I'm aware of. But, like, in terms of messaging, like, if you talk about, let's say, I don't know, cannabis, because that's something I talk about, and then you mm-hmm. switch it to um, something crazy where it's like, I don't know, like how much you love carbs. Like, yes, people who like carbs and who like weed would both like it, but what if there's someone who's vegan? Yeah. Then they're going to yeah. unfollow you. And I know right. that's a really weird example, but I guess the first thing I can think of <laughs> is like, if, you, if your messaging is always the same, then you're going to retain followers. You're going to have a more consistent message so people know why they're following you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why passion projects are so, uh, they work because it's usually a series under one theme that's continuing. Definitely. So it's like, Amen. oh, I get it. I know what you're offering now. So like, you, whether or not the passion project is like officially called a passion project or it's just like, this is the kind, or you can call it content marketing, mm. which is what it is. And that's how I like to think of things. I'm very marketing based because marketing usually leads to more money. <laughs> Yes. In my yes. experience. Um, but you've done a couple different passion projects, right? Um, I, like, <laughs> I tried. Like, I tried, I, but then I was like, day five, fuck you. <laughs> I'm really good at starting things and not <laughs> finishing them. And I, I feel like that's a very That's pretty relatable, thing, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so I did two letters of the um, 36 days of type and then quit. <laughs> Uh, I did Inktober and I had a lot of fun with that. And I think I'll do that again because that oh, was something. Yeah. Mm. That was something that like brought me a lot of joy. Oh, so I oh, might that do was... that again. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> did that get you any weird jobs? 
like you're um, just drawing on leaves every day? You know, some people wanted to buy them and I told them, you know what, here's what my first one looked like in a photo. Here's what it looks like now. They don't last forever. I know you could put some coating on it, but I'm just not, like, that's not why I created them. I created them to just like spark, recharge the creative process or whatever, but no weird projects. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, in terms of what you gained from that project, would you say it was, mm -hmm. like, followers? Was it better engagement? Or was it just, like, more for, a, like, a creative exercise? Creative exercise. Because I think, like, I, I, it was up and down with the likes. I, Hogwarts was a very popular one. I yeah, think there's people a like lot of, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, I mean, some of them just kind of sucked because I drew them weird. Like, you can't really sketch it out ahead of time on the leaf. <laughs> so you're just winging it, pretty much. And I did mess up a lot of them. But it, it definitely was just for, you know, for fun. It was no pressure. And I think that's why I had a lot of good time or fun with it. But... But I think posting every day kind of hurt my engagement. And I've noticed mm. that recently. Like, I, I, I just took a trip to Spain with my husband. It was super fun. I didn't post for, like, a week. And then I came back. I posted about Spain. And I got, like, 2,000 likes on it, which was um, a lot for me. And so I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I don't need to post every single day. Maybe I need to regulate it to, like, once every two days or so. So I'm just trying to trying different things yeah it's important and uh, like just to throw in some instagram advice so instagram yeah. only cares about two things mm -hmm. consistency and relatability so uh -huh. when we're talking about relatability this is all about messaging so i always recommend like choosing it based on a subject matter like if you're more service-based like if you're wanting to get into murals as mm -hmm. long as you're presenting and drawing murals you're gonna get murals you don't have to worry about subject matter <laughs> so you usually have to niche it down between industry right like the makeup mm -hmm. industry uh the car industry things like that the entertainment industry or you have service which is what you're doing murals or you have subject matter subject matter typically works best if you're selling products right so for me it's body positivity cannabis mm -hmm. uh and uh mental health i was like wait what's the third thing oh yeah the, 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 whole, the thing that stitches them all together is trying not to go fucking nuts um <laughs> living this crazy life that we lead um yes and as long as you're staying consistent on message with one of those three things you're gonna do better because you're not going to alienate people. People, they're going to know people. what you're talking. Pian <laughs> and uh, you know you're going to retain followers more. You're not going to like post something odd, and they're going to be like, "Fuck this!" Like, who are you? And just like unfollow. Um, and it's just easier to get known because people know how to describe you, which is the hardest thing. Because there are so many artists who are like, "I like coffee, and um, I like letters in design, and I also do packaging, and oh, don't forget murals, and I do this, 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 this." I don't, I can't yeah. fucking remember all that shit. That's so much lot. information, and we already follow so many fucking people on the internet. So it's like, yes. unless you have a specific thing that you're doing consistently, it's harder for me to remember who you are. Uh, so that is a that, golden nugget of right? information and advice. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> messaging them point you guys um <laughs> you then, need the you need the rap horn <laughs> the <what? laughs> I, I know what you're talking about but i can't it, it sounded more like <laughs> sounds like a blues clues <laughs> oh <laughs> yes oh my god spot on yes now, bringing that back to consistency mm -hmm. is Instagram. This is the analogy I always like to use. And I don't know mm -hmm. if I've used it on this podcast yet, which is Instagram is like dating. 
right? You go on a first date, you're clicking, everything's, you're, you're feeling good about yourself, they're giving mm-hmm. you compliments, and then all of a sudden, and you're being really, and you're like texting them every day, you're interacting with them, and then all of a sudden, you stop, you lose interest, you get busy. And then Instagram's sitting here like pissed off because you haven't texted them back. And then, then when you come back to the platform, they're like mad, they're like mad at you, like, oh, you think you can still get this? Because uh, you changed up your consistency. Now, there's pros and cons that come with like posting more often or whatever. In my mm-hmm. experience, and again, everyone's experience is different. I tried posting twice a day, every day for a while. Oh, damn. <laughs> and what I noticed, because like that's what all the big brands do. So I'm like, I want to be a big brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, right. I noticed that I got more sales. I got way more people clicking my bio and I made more money, but I got far less engagement. Gotcha. And this is because my content wasn't always 100% because content obviously is the most important factor, what you're posting Mm -hmm. on Instagram. But if I go from posting twice a day, every day to posting three times a week, I'm betraying Instagram. Their feelings are hurt. So it's going to hurt my engagement. So it's like, as long as you're staying consistent, whether it's twice a week or seven times a week, just make sure you're doing it consistently and just keep in mind what your priorities are. If your priority is to grow a following, then it's better to post less, but better content. And, and, and it needs to be more than once a week. Like people who only post once a week, nothing good's going to happen for you. Like that's mm-hmm. not enough. Like if you, if I only hung out with my boyfriend once a week, that would not be a very good relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? So think of it like that. But if you're posting, you know, twice a day, you're going to get less engagement, but you're going to make more money. In terms, can, especially if it's for sales. I can see why you're a coach. I can definitely see why you're a coach. You're like, Lisa, like, wasn't this supposed to be an interview? Like, aren't you supposed to ask me questions? No, <laughs> I, I love this. I haven't asked you any of them um it's just like because I always think in the back of my head every conversation I have with a guest is like what if that artist doesn't know about that thing yeah yeah like what if they don't know what that means um because I never want to make anyone feel like they don't know what the fuck we're talking about no people are gonna hear this and be like oh let me pull out a calendar uh, (laughs) pick some days to post every day I'm gonna post that like or every two days I'm gonna post that 11 and it's gonna be this content with this messaging yeah fuck yeah well, so if someone's goal is to do murals, what is mm-hmm. your best advice when it comes to social media? Oh, boy. Um, well, a lot. I mean, so many people have so many questions about the process. So if you post like a picture of your supplies, like you can say, this is the paint, this is the brushes, this is like what I use, or this is what I'm testing out, like just being open with people about it um i think that really helps but like not just showing the sexy final but like showing images like um uh work in progress images leading up to the final like that mm-hmm. actually helps your audience get really excited for the final too because they feel totally. like they're following along on this journey plus um uh inserting yourself in the images helps a lot too like um i'll post things like just the wall and it doesn't get a lot of engagement but when you put a human being in the photo like there's that connection that you don't really think about but when you see it versus when you don't see it I think that that separates a like from a not like (laughs) does that make sense sorry no that totally makes sense I I try my best not to like talk over you I'm like yes I agree and like (laughs) snapping sounds in the background um yeah no like it's actually in marketing to this day, the photos that get the most engagement is a smiling face. Oh. It's just, it's just, it's just how we connect because we're social fucking creatures. We, it's much easier for us to connect with a face than it is a static image. 
Oh my god. Well, there you have it. Yeah. It's science. Oh, it's science. No big deal. Your selfies are science. Did you know that? <laughs> oh my god. Weird. And then we get a Black Mirror episode after yes. that. Yes. Uh, I need to watch the new season. I'm just waiting for my TV to get here to properly <laughs> get that moving. shit started. Oh, the joys uh, of moving. Yeah. Whatever. It'll be fun. And then we're going to buy a building soon if we can. We're saving up. I owe the IRS like so much money. <laughs> Oh, God. And I just found out that I owed them the exact amount of money I had in my savings to buy a retail location like two days before oh. I moved to Menominee. Oh, so it's God. like, okay. Taxes. <laughs> so you're going to see Women of Illustration starting to sell products, guys. Yay! <laughs> Oh my god, that's like one of my favorite accounts ever. You uh, do such a good job curating it, but like I keep finding people through it too. I love it. There's so many fucking badass female talent. And guys, as a reminder, if you would like to get your work featured on Women of Illustration, all you have to do is use the tag Women of Illustration. I know, so easy. And, uh, but it is being used more over 100,000 times, so you might have to do it more than once. You probably have to do it more frequently. Uh, I check that hashtag every day. And if you want to skip the line, it would be amazing if you could support us on Patreon for, I think it's $10 for a story shout out and 50 for an Ingrid feature. Most Damn. artists get anywhere from 100 to 500 followers per feature. And don't think that a story feature ain't nothing because people click on a tag on a story sometimes much more frequently than they do on a post in your grid. I have followed people based on your stories. So yeah, I see it work. it's working. Give me $10. <laughs> hmm? Give it to me. Do it. I got to pay the um and also like women of illustration takes lots of time it's 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 a love project we currently don't make any money from it so we are planning on doing some stuff in the the future oh my Um, god can i tell you something yeah tell me all the things i don't know how you manage well (laughs) i don't know how you manage like two very extremely successful instagram accounts because that shit is a lot of work Mm -hmm. oh my god like it's hard just to do one I started, I tried to start um, comments by creatives and I did it for one day and I was like, nope. Because <laughs> you, know, you, know you know how they have comments by celebrities? That's like one of my, one of my other favorites besides Woman of Illustration. Mm. It's cool. so funny to see other celebrities comment on other celebrities' Instagram accounts. Like they, they do such a good job. Shade is thrown or like, people are supportive and people are connected to people you wouldn't think of. So I'm like, Oh, I'll do, I'll do comments by creatives. And I did it for one day. I'm like, no, this is too much. This is too much screen time. Yeah. I mean, like I have help. Like Rick does, like I curate everything, but he uh, actually comes up with all the, like the quippy captions. Quippy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my word for it. I don't know if that's actually a word, but I feel like people know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Quick witted quippy. Yeah. Um, I like that word better than mural. (laughs) It does sound weird. I feel like if we were really high right now, we would just say mural for like 90 minutes straight, (laughs) like trying to understand why this is a word. (laughs) Imagine I'm scheduled to do that after this. Just keep saying the word mural. (laughs) Mural. I would, can you please post an Instagram story of that? That would be great. <laughs> just 15 seconds of it, please. Mural. It's like, is it mural? A weird word, guys. And just like hold a glass of wine so people just get it. <laughs> like, oh, it's after hours, guys. It's fine. Lisa's just doing her thing. Um, oh, yeah. It's 2 p.m. after hours. <laughs> no big deal. All right. So backing in slowly to murals. Yes. All right. So we talked about your process. We talked about mm-hmm. your first mural. 
Um, you think the best way to market yourself, we're talking about social media tips and that's where we got sidetracked. Um, oh, what? just talking about consistency and mm-hmm. talking about the process. And I had a specific question for you, which is what do you think is an appropriate amount of posts per project, like showcasing the process? Cause murals, there's so much involved. I feel like you can post way more. But what do you think is like a good number? I mean, I usually do two to three, but I, I, again, whatever works for your audience you know maybe whoever's listening to this if you post a blank wall and you're like can't wait to start tomorrow start right now or i don't know Mm -hmm. but like whatever feels the best to that person but um yeah i do three i'll do uh in process a final and maybe like a time lapse if i recorded one (laughs) see see my answer would have been like 10. really yes uh, as a, as a reminder, so most people experience an engagement rate of about 1%, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the more popular you get, the lower your engagement rate goes. So people only have a thousand followers. You probably have like a seven or 10% engagement rate. So that's gotcha. pretty fucking great. Um, so with, even with that in mind, so let's, let's say upwards of 10%, you only got a few followers. That means you could post something 10 times in order for your entire audience to see it. Ah. So think of it like that. So like, that's why yeah. I think it's so important to like repost things. Because like, even if like a month's gone by, you've gotten so many new followers in that month that they don't know what the fuck that project is. And don't think every fucking person who follows you is like carefully scrolling through each of your pieces so intently and is memorizing them and they'll be so bothered if it's repeated. Not so much. Well, the nice thing about murals, you make such a good point. The nice thing about murals is that other people take pictures in front of them. So you're getting like endless content material to post. Totally. User generated content is the shit. This is why it's amazing to do murals, do products. Like all of my photos are from other people taking photos of my products. Like I Mm. officially don't take pictures of them anymore because I don't have to. Um, well, there you thing go. I have to, so it's like, oh, Dina, how do you manage this account? I'm like, because 80% of it is made by somebody else. <laughs> That's the secret. Um, <laughs> and also I use a program called later, which allows me to schedule my posts like two or three weeks in advance, which is also really awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend you guys check out the later app, not sponsored, although we would like to be, um, shout out to later, shout out to later. Hit, love you. Kiss hit up Dina. <laughs> But like, if I were you, I would be like, this is how I see the process. I'm planning your grid. Are you ready? Yes. This is the grid. Okay. First piece, I want to see a flat lay of your iPad of the initial sketch. All right. Even better if it's a time lapse. Um, Then I want to see the wall, just you standing in front of the wall planning. Then I want to see the Photoshop mock-up that you presented to the client. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be static. So right now we have that we have flat lay lifestyle we have lifestyle in front of it again and then we have static image and then i want to see like a super zoomed in close-up shot of your face painting the first stroke <laughs> the first stroke of paint after like the sketch and stuff is already there mm-hmm. then i want to see it like that first color whatever that drop shadow color is or something like that so people <laughs> understand how much fucking time it takes to make a mural that's why i yeah. want to document this entire process like bitch i'm expensive like yeah it takes days if not weeks okay so like value me um and then just do uh like a time lapse at that point and then of course the final and just a shit ton of final photos and then of course user generated content on top of just like pictures of you even better if you're like in the lift i remembered this time in the lift (laughs) i was like my brain went elevator and i'm like we're not in europe this isn't that's not right um in the lift you're using materials you're on a ladder look at you on a ladder you're i bet you butts look better on ladders i just have a feeling it's like heels 
I'm not sure if that's you true. would think oh my gosh though like <laughs> no so my client took a picture of me on the ladder and it was like directly behind me I'm like whoo I am a pair <laughs> sitting booty on shots, top of the guys. Yes, yes. That's, that's the key to Instagram. Booties <laughs> and murals. <laughs> so, yeah, very interesting. Got to yeah. head up to the mangles. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this grid idea, though. I literally wrote down everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love when a guest takes notes. That's funny. Well, um, I'm going to try that. I've got a good mural to um, try this on coming up because I haven't sketched it out yet. And that's going to mm-hmm. be the next one I install. So I will tag you in everything. <laughs> tag me. Um, yes. Yeah. And even better if you, you know, obviously like pepper it in with the rest of your content. So it's not too repetitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because obviously like you're going to mix that with. Uh, other projects that you probably have going on at the same time as well as reposting old content and other user-generated content from past murals. So that way it just looks very beautiful and professional, even though you wear your sweatpants. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. I just got new coveralls, so I can't wait to wear those. I'm excited. I want to see them. I want to see, like, like, I'm so interested in every aspect of an artist. Like, I want to see when you get a new outfit. I want to see when you get new materials. I want to see, like, every, like, major life change. I'm all about it. Because it's people connect so much more with the artist than they do the art. Because you have to consider like the majority of your followers should be consumers. They should not be artists because those people will not pay you. Right. And artists are the most snobby fuckers in the world. We're all like, I can do that. You know what I mean? So why, <gasps> why would, I would pay you, you want that? Yeah. Why would you so want those, that audience? <laughs> like those people aren't gonna pay. Like they'll give you referrals. Like it's good to have peers, of course. Like this is why mm-hmm. we go to conferences. But for the most part, you're not uh, getting that green paper from them. So. It's important, and keep in mind, like, artists, like, consumers, rather, are impressed by, like, a stick figure. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I've heard that my whole life. Like, oh, my God, you're so talented. I can't even draw a stick figure. Every client meeting. Right? Everyone. It's like everyone just, like, has this, or, like, people who call us drawers. <laughs> I'm like, who, like, are we on kindergarten level of, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a drawer. <laughs> Like that's a fucking hilarious thing that like it's really funny when a grown man says it like oh you're 45 and you still think it's called drawer that's cute (laughs) like like it's artist but thank you i'm not a like a piece of furniture (laughs) good good talk Um, good talk good talk right so aside from murals it's fucking you made me so aware of this word now wall (laughs) advertising okay So you do so much more than murals then, right? Because, like, you've gotten big clients with, like, Target and Harley and Kohl's. Like, how are you getting these, like, big clients? Is it all mural work or are you doing any other work for these types of clients? So um, Target was, when I still was fully employed in advertising, I don't know how they found me. It was some Seattle company that sells, (laughs) they hire artists to, like, make journal covers and just little like stationary things. And then they'll pitch it to Target, Starbucks, I think like one other big one. And so over the course of like a year, I had done a couple of like quotes that you could color in and they were meant to go in a journal. So they pitched it to Target months and months and months later, find out that they like it and they're gonna hire me for the rest. But that was all such a huge learning experience. I didn't know anything about licensing. I just took like, I was like, yes, if my work's gonna be in Target, I will do whatever you want. And so learned, maybe try negotiating next time. <laughs> I like, yeah, so that was like my first big project. And then Harley, um, oh, I met Joe at Creative South. He, or no, I met him in Cleveland at Weapons of Mass Creation. He was another Ink Wars participant. 
and he works for Harley Davidson. So we met at a conference and it's always so important to make that connection in person. I've gotten so many projects just because of networking in real life. Um, so that was useful. And then Coles, <laughs> again, the advertising world, everybody knows everyone. Someone was looking to hire like a very last minute illustrator and a copywriter that used to work at the agency I was at was like, Hey, I know a lettering artist. Here's her information. So I did, it's 5 a.m. somewhere that went on a coffee mug in Lauren Conrad's, like, mommy kit. So, <laughs> oh, those are the three big brands all really quickly at once. None of them were murals, and all of them were super fun to work on, and I learned a shit ton. Oh, I'm sure. And isn't it so frustrating, like, the only way typically I've seen artists get more, like, pr bigger predominant brands mm -hmm. is either, one, you're popular on Instagram, two, you know a guy. Yes, yes. So it's, it's like, always... you know a guy. Or um, unfortunately, uh, some big companies, they prey on start like starting out artists and they think they can take advantage of you by offering you a little money. But because they have a big brand, they'll be like, you'll take it. You just want it for your portfolio, don't you, bitch? It's like, oh, yeah. oh so okay, it's like, <laughs> What advice do you give people when they ask, how do I get a big brand? Um, I think the point is to not get a big brand. Like, don't go for the big... Because like, there's not like a specific way to get big brands except for working with other big brands like that doesn't make any sense it's like how do i work with a big brand if i've never worked with a big brand before it's like right. okay there's things you can do like i think free work is fine especially in the beginning it's kind of because i see things from both sides now like if i'm a client and i'm hiring an artist and you've literally never done let's say a mural project before you're mm -hmm. not as valuable as someone who has 10 years experience of course not just like if i was hiring an employee so therefore, I think it's fine to do discounted work or free work because you're getting experience. But I still think it's important that when you are working with a client and you're doing discounted work or free work, that you send them a proposal, you still go through the same process. And if you are giving them a free project, tell them how much it would have cost, like put like 50 grand and put discounted 100 or something like that. So yes. that they still value you during that process. And I, like, just because I say free work doesn't mean like it's just email or through DM and then here's a file. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like this is your practice round bitch like take it seriously like walk them through the onboarding do a contract have like what me and lisa were talking about like a mood board meeting offer concepts give them a scope of work of how many hours are included in the whole thing and just work your way up from there and i think Damn. networking is also another important thing meeting people in real life mm -hmm. and if you don't have a shit ton of money to like fly across the country for a sweet ass conference there's shit in every city that you yeah. can find absolutely and, and and you know as another idea like keep in mind that not always going to only specifically art and designer conferences and meetups isn't always the best thing because you're surrounded by your own competitors. Right. I've actually gotten a shit ton of work by going to like small business bureau meetings, going to like Beaverton small business, like, cause that's where I came from. Uh, it's right outside of Portland. Beaverton. Like going to city. Yeah, Beaverton. <laughs> it sounds like a suburb. It sounds like a made up city. <laughs> I just watched an episode of South Park where like Beaverton is the uh, episode where like they break the beaver dam and it floods and they feel really bad because they like stole a boat and they've ruined everyone's lives. Um, and I'm like Beaverton, the place where everyone drowns to death. Um, yeah, not the same Beaverton, but anyways. <laughs> um yeah so like i definitely think that those are sometimes more valuable because you're like you know you're a, a big fish in a smaller pond mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you have the advantage there's not probably another not another mural artist walking around at those things so mural you can probably get artist. more connection mural i fucking hate that <laughs> god 
Damn it, Lisa. <laughs> uh, I don't need more complexes, okay? <laughs> it brings such joy to people's lives. Um, right. No, you made a, you brought up a really good point. Um, call for artists. That's how I've gotten like three big mural projects now. And oh, yeah. I used to, I actually was a bit of a dick. And my number one rule is don't be a dick. But there was um, a long time ago, there was a call for artists and I made a snobby comment like, oh, so you're trying to get people to send you a bunch of free work and you're only going to pick one or something like that. But I deleted my comment because I realized, well, not everyone has a portfolio full, full of murals. So call for artists is actually a great tool for someone who wants to get into murals, but doesn't have like that portfolio. So um, competitions like call for artists, great opportunities open up. Yeah, I would agree with that same sentiment. There's like a good way and a bad way to do it. Like yeah. when, some, when someone is obviously a predominant artist and then you decide to message them and offer <laughs> them fucking a couple pints of ice cream to do literally $10,000 worth of free work for them. I remember like, this. That's fucking not okay. Like that, like obviously, like how could you disrespect me in that way? Like I, I, I clearly have a port- established portfolio. I've been in this business for over a decade. How dare you? Like I love ice cream. Like don't get me wrong. But, like, can I get, like, a lifetime supply? Like, what are we doing right now? Um, That brand of ice cream is not that great, though. Oh, I know. (laughs) Halo ice cream is what we're talking about. I haven't haven't ate it since. It tasted like it went bad or something. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't either. Because every time I look at it, I'm like... They snob Dina. So I'll get, like, graters or, like, a local ice cream. Yeah, that's what's up. Fuck you, Halo. That's what's up. Just did a little social media storm uh, after you decided to fuck you. Because they were so rude in my emails to them. Like, I I was so polite. I was so polite. I'm like, oh, thank you so much for thinking of me for this opportunity. But, you know, uh, I'm an established artist, and I'm kind of offended by this this email. And I think you should be, if you're going to be reaching out to, you know, more popular artists that are experienced, like, there's a different Mm -hmm. way to go about this. I would love to book a free consultation and give you guys some free ideas on how you can find the best artist for this job. So fucking nice. And they replied with something like, and, like, they replied, it took a lot of like drugs it took a lot of weed for me to write that email okay so like, just, yes and they reply like so sorry we offended you we can easily find another artist it's not a big deal i'm like Jesus. what bitch like i was so nice to you and i was like oh and social media fuck you so yeah yes um so i do think there's a place and a time for those types of things but yeah you, you never know where an opportunity can come from and as long as it's not like i don't know it doesn't give you like if your gut is telling you it's wrong then it's wrong Yes. Oh my God. End of story. The gut knows. Yeah. Everyone's opinions are different. Everyone's like process. And we keep saying that over and over again, mostly because like, don't tweet me. Don't fucking yell at me about my opinion. That's so fucking annoying. I mean, you can like, it's, you have an opinion too. That's great. But like, I don't, I'm just going to block you. Like I don't, I'm not interested in that. I got money to make. Um, I'm not going to fight you on Twitter about what's the best way to do something. There's Mm -hmm. so many different ways you can do things. Um, but yeah, so those things can get like sometimes a little awkward, but if it feels good and you want to give it a try, why not? See what fucking happens. It might be the thing that makes your career or it could just be a lesson learned. And mic drop. <laughs> if I dropped my mic, that would be so sad. Um, <laughs> okay, so you do a lot of personal work. Like we were talking about like your October series where you're drawing on leaves. Mm-hmm. Very different than drawing on walls. So, like, you're asking me, like, hey, Dina, how the fuck are you balancing, like, Women of Illustration and Lettershop oh, and all my mm-hmm. shit? Like, how are you balancing it? Like, your personal lettering work with your commercial work? 
Oh God. Um, yeah. So I, I like to listen to a lot of self-helpy things while I'm painting. So I'm trying to like maximize the hours in a day. And my, one of my favorite authors is Mark Manson. He of course wrote subtle art of not giving a fuck. And then, (laughs) um, uh, everything's fucked a book about hope. That's the one I'm reading right now. Um, (laughs) I love him so much, but he talks about using your values and what you value most in life to dictate your time. And I really, really took that to heart because um, I am a workaholic. I always put work first and that's kind of a no, no, like we have a dog now and I needed to make time for him. And so I try to look at my schedule. I'm like, okay, if there's a dilemma, like I have a book I'm writing right now and the whole thing is due at the end of this month. So yeah, you are writing a book. (laughs) crazy um it's a, it's just a how-to book it's not like a self-helpy oh thing my god it doesn't what do you mean it, oh it's just a published book no big deal <laughs> fucking shut up and give yourself credit i can't stand that shit you're amazing that. own it own it <laughs> well thank you um so yeah so i'm trying to like not take on as many murals like the whole it's like a, a good problem to have but i love every project that comes in like everyone's so excited to have like a mural project but I usually the good ones understand like, no, we'll, we'll take you whenever you're available or yeah, you're a sought out after artist. Like we could wait a couple months Ooh. while you do you. So, and if they don't, if they don't have time, then they'll find another artist. Like that's, what's nice is that there's a lot of work right now to go around, like sharing the pot. There'll, there'll be work when, I'm done writing the book and stuff, so totally. Um, I'm assuming just, you have like a referral list. Uh not yet. I actually have a list for helpers. Maybe I'll kick them out, kick the project after that. that. I yeah. totally have a referral list because that way, because like I feel like no matter what that client is messaging you about, you should always be providing value. Even yes. if that value is like, oh, I don't have time to take on this project, but here's five names of people who have a similar style. Or have like the same skill set that I think would be great for your project. So that way you're actually spreading the love a little bit versus them having to be like, fuck, now who do I hire? You're still saving that person time. I'm getting so much value out of just this interview. Oh my God. Welcome to my coaching calls. Um, Boom. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys are interested in getting a personalized coaching call, uh, go ahead and go to letter shop. It's in Lincoln bio. I get booked up about two months in advance. Just a heads up. Cause I give really fucking good advice. Or some people tell me not, Man, sometimes I feel like I'm a little too cocky. I'm, I'm not. I just humble myself. Humble myself. Okay. Oh, my God. I, I give okay advice. Um, yes, you do. Yeah. And I so love you that wanna, you're owning it. Yeah, you just got to like, mm. uh, So if you'd like to book a session with me, I'd love to do that. Because it's just easier to like talk about shit in 30 minutes versus like email or DMs. And that way my time is being paid for and you're going to, your head's going to explode. So just get ready to take some notes. Um, and you're getting so much value out of it too. You have like actually good advice. Yay. <laughs> Lisa approved, guys. Lisa approved. <laughs> but yeah, the, the time management thing is a, a little insane. It kind of helps. Um, the one talk I saw, it's look at your week. Um, if you can dedicate one hour a week to something personal, start by doing that. If you really mm-hmm. like it, add another hour, add another hour. And I think that has really helped me too, like looking at what I need to do that month, where the gaps are open and where I could fill that in with family and friends time or where I could push some projects off till next month. Like just kind of looking at the whole picture overall rather than, okay, what do I need to get done today? <laughs> yeah. 
I think as long as you're prioritizing that personal time, yeah, like, don't forget it. Because you have to remember, just because you're booked up with client work doesn't mean that you're going to be booked up for client work forever. And you still, and sometimes clients don't let you show stuff while you're working on it. So like you still need to put out content in order to attract clients for when you are free and how to attract, you know, because everyone's always, like we said about consistency on Instagram, you can't just stop posting. It's going to hurt you mm-hmm. unless you're just slowing down. Like slowing down's fine. Just yeah. don't stop. <laughs> just don't like, <laughs> fall off the face of the earth. Unless, you know, you're just over social media and you want to break from Instagram, do what you got to do. Mental health comes first, but just from a marketing standpoint. Um, Hell yeah. Mm-mm. Don't you love it, Mike? But for marketing, yes. But if you're, if you're going to, if you're thinking about killing yourself, <laughs> it might be time to put your phone away. Like you should live. Just that got dark. That got dark. As someone who had deals with depression and anxiety, oh. like that shit's real. Like regardless yeah. of people not talking about it. So like just a little, little suicide prevention tip for those of you guys listening. Um, we've all had our dark moments and sometimes they can be stemmed from the stupidest shit like fucking Instagram, which is like ridiculous so like let's life comes first y'all so (laughs) when you're making that balance just make sure you're doing personal work because i find that personal work fuels every other piece of work that i do and if i don't it's like it's kind of like a cup of coffee for the soul and if i don't have that cup of coffee like i my client work's gonna suffer any sort of other marketing things like writing emails uh doing updating my website all this other stuff is gonna fall flat because like i'm gonna be all out of fucking juice Dude, you have the best analogies. I love that. I'm just coming up with them. I just make them up. (laughs) But it's such Mm -hmm. a passion project for my cup of coffee. Yeah, totally. It's cups of coffee for the soul. Um, (laughs) And also, can we do a quick U-turn to, like, that book that you're making? What is this book that you're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing 10 chapters of 10 different vintage-inspired fonts. So Art Deco, Art Nouveau um circusy poster font so anything that's like that has that vintagey feel so i'm just doing like a how to do this font how to do this font really like um kind of it, it feels quick like they they gave me a really aggressive deadline so i'm just <laughs> trying to do. put it all on paper and it's not like as detailed as some workshops out there like um i took Nick Masani's um, Art Deco workshop, and he did a super deep dive into everything Art Deco. That's not what I'm trying to go for. Just like, here's like the everyday person's like understanding of it. And I'm trying to like stay away from Wikipedia pages and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. just so it's not like too historical how to. This is like, this is how you draw the letter A in like a in 20 different fonts nice i love when lettering artists do lettering workbooks I'm oh perfect <laughs> i've had some people be like dina i'm doing a lettering workbook is that okay i'm like what of course <laughs> it is like i didn't invent a, the concept like do whatever you want like as long as you don't trace my styles verbatim like i don't fucking care and also like my styles are some made i didn't invent circus like <laughs> you know right um, so I, th- I think that's super cool who uh, who's your publisher um hang on i should know that oh no okay, i know they're not, they're not listening to this podcast that's fine <laughs> right it's on the bottom of some email uh page street publishing page street publishing okay i'm just gonna google that yeah it's not a sound effect and i'm actually typing cool i just want to check out the kind of stuff inspiring readers to do things they love better oh that's cute Right. Oh, they have all different kinds of stuff. I'm always like on the lookout for new publishers. Yeah, they I'm do a lot of like how-to books. 
I love that. Yeah. And uh, are they paying you appropriately? Or are yes. you getting a royalty? Um, yes. They, they pay okay, me good. when I send my contract, when I turn in the first draft, and when the book goes to the real world, and then I get royalties off of that, too. Good, 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 good. And what was nice, so I have agents um, who kind of help me with the look at the contract and stuff because I, I'm not aware of that. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather pay someone to look at this for me. So that's been really helpful, too. Nice. Okay, cool. I was looking at your Instagram, and there's an Amazon link, and I'm like, does she have other books? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's your lettering gear and your mural gear. So if you guys are, I don't know if this is going to be your link whenever this fucking podcast comes out, I highly recommend uh, everyone like who uses Linktree, stop using Linktree and just put buttons on your website. Like it's so yeah. easy. Like, right. So just put, put your like, website and then link everything from your website. Yeah. Like I, if you go to letter shop, right. There's, and I'm making one for one of illustration. Um, I think I actually have a link to for illustration because I haven't had time to do it, but I did it recently <laughs> for letter shop like a month ago to test it. Cause I don't want to give people advice that I haven't tested out. Yeah. Yet. Um, but it works amazingly. They're already on your platform, especially if you sell products that can easily buy your shit. Um, and if you have like an outbound link, like Patreon or something like that, it's that way it's not having to load something else. It's like, you always want to be one click closer to that call to action. If yes. I have to fucking guess where I'm supposed to go, I'm not going to click there. So, <laughs> and also think of it, you can add pictures, you can have it match your brand because it's on your fucking website. And I think it's so funny. People pay Linktree like 20 bucks for like all these custom features. And I'm like, don't you have that on your website? Oh my God. That's a paid thing. Like people that pay for Linktree. There's a, there's a free version that just okay. gives you buttons. And then there's a paid version that gives you like extra functionality, like have pictures next to the buttons or have, <laughs> you can you know, customize the background or whatever. And I'm like, that's dumb. Just use your site. Like, do you have WordPress? Do you have Squarespace? Do you have Shopify? You can change those. You know that, right? Like, Same. I don't know. Like it's, I know it's only $20, but still like, but so. Make some fucking buttons, man. And Squarespace has these little things you can make. They're called image covers. You can put an image in the background, put a little piece of text and a button, and oh my God, it looks so professional. <laughs> oh my so, God, look at that professional it's, button. It's just so easy. Look yes. at that professional button. I feel like she costs money, right? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. But yeah, so like if you guys are interested in uh, getting some of that same gear that the amazing Lisa Quinn uh, uses on a daily basis, you can check out her little Amazon list. And she does get a commission, support artists. Artists support boom. artists, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like how many times you've said boom. I feel like we should turn it into a drinking game, like boom. Yeah. Sh shot of tequila. I'm um, very repetitive, sorry. I'm going like brain dead right now. I painted all day yesterday. Sorry, now I'm making excuses. Now you're just Ugh. saying sorry a lot. Okay, new drinking game. Well, we have been talking for an hour and 17 minutes. And I wow. like have to, and I have to pee, so it's like. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> should we wrap this up? <laughs> we should probably wrap it up. Um, okay, so I just want to get some. Let's do quick fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. No. One so, <laughs> what are your, what are your long time uh, term goals as a mural artist? Like, where are you going to go from here? I don't have any goals right now. Is that bad? <laughs> a little, but it's okay. okay. <laughs> well, every time I set goals, my my professional life has taken like a completely left turn. Like, I've never. I never had the goal to install a mural overseas and I somehow have one in France. So that Yay. wasn't a goal I ever set and it happened already. So I'm really bad at setting goals. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think there's something like not to be like, have you guys seen the secret? Just like make, <laughs> make a dream board. But I do think there's something weird or 
something about the universe. I don't know what you guys believe in, but like something about just putting those vibes out there. Like, oh, I want to get a book deal. I want to like, I keep going back to like Stefan Kuntz's goals for last year. Like I want to have an ad in Times Square. Then you have an ad in Times Square. And then like all these different, like I want to, you know, deck out a fucking nice ass car with my lettering. And then he ended up doing that when he hit, I don't know, like 250,000 followers or something like that. I forget the exact number of flexing that he has. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I do think it's important to put out into the universe, but don't Mm -hmm. make it be a crutch. Uh, Like, oh, you're a failure if you don't attain them. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, Yet again, (laughs) Dina does it again. Oh my God, stop it. You're going to make my head like three times bigger. Um, (laughs) And I don't need that. <laughs> insult me like bring me down to, like definitely when I moved here and the retail space fell through and I owed all this money to the IRS like that definitely mm. brought me down a couple pegs uh. um and I had to go through this because there's this thing like you know just like when you break up with someone you have to mourn the life you thought you were gonna have mm-hmm. yeah and I've, I'm still in mourning <laughs> like and I'm like uh. still looking at retails like you look at my stories on Instagram right now it's all about like me checking out retail spaces wanting to buy a building I don't know if that's possible but I want to make it possible and it's still a big goal of mine and i know i'm like a fucking lucky lou and i'm sure retailers hate me not retailers but um real estate agents hate me um <laughs> but i just i'm trying to do research i'm trying to figure out what's available i'm in a new city i feel like this is a good way to experiment and yeah. I just, you never know what might happen like a real estate agent might find another opportunity that's more affordable that i wouldn't have been able to have if i hadn't tried so Boom. Because that's out in the boom. universe. Sorry, yes. oh my god. No, no, I love it. I'm not making fun of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm just realizing now I wasn't feeling that. I just that's okay. so excited that I need to make a noise. <laughs> no, I like it. Like mic drop, boom, agreed, head nod. I'm also a big believer in like I, I clap. Like I'm like a little kid. When I'm really excited about like food or ice cream, <laughs> as we've established, I like do a little dance. I do this like little golf clap of like like I'm like a golf clap. When yeah. I get really excited about something, like a fucking five year old. Um Oh my god. And I was like, oh my god, they have my size in the store that ever does. <laughs> like, I'm just like fucking any little thing to celebrate. But um, a golf clap. I'm just picturing you whipping out like a monocle and then golf clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Just so it's not scary. I'm a kind of a big girl. I got a lot of force in between my arms. And I, it's just like a nice little soft celebration to myself. Um, okay, so I do Long-term think goals. So long-term mine would goals. be get, get through the summer. I've got a lot planned. It's very ambitious. So I just want to survive and do as much as I can this summer. Okay, so let, so we're going to call that your three-month goal. Now, what's yeah. your three-year goal? Let's dream a little. Hmm. I think I've always wanted to do a whole room. Like, you know how they have Ooh. those um, uh, those art exhibits where you walk in a room and it's like all one artist's work? I want something like that, just to have at it with a room. <laughs> How about you do an art exhibit? Ah, well, like like a gallery show? Yeah. Oh, hang on, my earbuds are dying. And just heard the boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were talking um, to Dina for too long. <laughs> um, I've done, I've averaged one art show every year, but it's more like formal gallery stuff. So I would want something, yeah, I would want something a little like uh, more... Like, I could destroy this room. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There might be people interested in that. Hey, guys. Hey, universe. Do you yeah, universe. have a boring room? Does it suck? Is it depressing? It doesn't have to be. You can hire my girl, Lisa Quinn. She offers three different packages, a different budget for all different kinds of businesses. Give her a call now or go ahead and follow her at Lisa underscore Quinn on Instagram. Your prayer to the universe sounds a lot like a late night um, <laughs> advertising. <laughs> 
What are you I wearing right now? Um, yeah. So, I've always kind of wanted you. to be a sex phone operator. It's kind of <laughs> like a weird dream. I always wanted to get into sex work, but I don't want AIDS. So it's like, hmm. I thought phones of being a phone sex operator would actually be quite fun. It's a happy medium, and, uh, for sure. My mom used to do it. Oh, my God. It made for an awkward adolescence. Like, don't pick up the phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that's why I don't have, like, a stigma towards sex work or anything like that. Gotcha. Uh, I think sex work is work. Um, and also, it's just fun to be sexy. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend quite en- quite enjoys it. He's a big fan. Very oh my God. audio. <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert is coming out with a new book, City of Girls. And it's all about, um, I think, New York in the 40s. I think. Okay. It, and it's all, like, um, sex workers during that time. And Ooh, them living their that. life. Oh, my God. I it sounds that. so good. Anything that's about, like, prostitution strippers like any documentary i can get i'm like give me give me give me give me yummy 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 like i'm just like <laughs> i just find it like so interesting i just love women that like own it and yeah I feel like feminism goes both ways like if you don't believe in sex before marriage that's great if you want to be a stay-at-home wife that's great if you want to be a fucking like have a full-time job and take care of your kids awesome if you want to be a sex worker and take care of yourself and make sure you're healthy so you can provide for your family longer awesome like i support all the different things on the spectrum um, as long as you're just doing you, yeah, you're not compromising yourself, you know. Don't be a dick and let yeah, don't other be people a, live don't their life. Be a dick. Um, <laughs> okay, failure. What's your biggest fail? How can we learn from your mistakes? Um, I put a mural in the wrong location. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> yes, yes, that's my favorite story. Shut um, up. <laughs> I, I was gonna do. Uh, I was making a set of construction doors look like apartment doors to advertise for the apartments in the shopping center, and it was going, like I said, over a construction site. There's two giant ads on the sides of the doors, and I painted the apartment scene. And then the client walks by and like, oh, no, we need the doors down there. Identical spaces. Like, you know, My a mall and an apartment center. They Everything looks identical. So, I so can you moved... just put an X on the wall? <laughs> so I had to paint over what I just painted and then repaint it. And this was Jeez. in January or February no. when it was like 20 degrees. And uh, yeah, so that was a learning experience. I didn't know that was a mistake that I could do. And it, it won't ever, ever, ever happen again because that was miserable. That's hilariously awful. <laughs> right? I'm so sorry. It's a great story now. Yeah, it's like, how much weight did you lose in sweat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sweating. I was freaking freezing. Oh, freezing, uh, right. I'm like, what time of the year was it? <laughs> oh, January. I'm like, oh, it's so hot. I'm still, like, even though I haven't lived in Florida in so long, I still have, like, no concept of seasons. I love that um, that's your compass. That's perfect. It really is. Like, I lived in Portland for six years, still on Florida time. And now I'm in Menominee where it hella snows. Like oh, it boy. maybe snows like three, four times a year in Portland and like the city shuts down. Here it's just like a never, it's like a normal day. And my fucking, uh, I live right next to the super. And he was telling me like a few years ago, cause I'm right off of um, Lake Michigan. And it, it flooded so bad because of all the snow that was melting that there was this huge wave that went up one of the buildings. And there was just a huge like thing of ice going all the way up a building. It was kind of like um, a a ramp for skateboarding is what it looked like in between these two buildings on this main street. And I was like, did you take pictures? I'm like, did you put that on Instagram? Like, that sounds amazing. Um, It also terrifying. So uh, I don't know what's in store this winter, but I will definitely take fucking pictures of it. That's Um, like day after tomorrow shit. I know, it's coming. And hey, a heads up for those of you who are like, apocalypse is now. 
Michigan <laughs> is actually one of the few places that doesn't have any natural disasters, has the largest body of fresh water in the United States. So if you're looking for a place that might be a little bit more apocalypse proof or global warming proof, here is a really good place. If you actually look at a a crazy map of the United States and it shows you like, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes and fucking fires and earthquakes, it's like the one spot that isn't highlighted. Get your crazy map, kids. And also it's hella fucking cheap. Like I was paying $1,600 for a two bedroom apartment and now I'm paying $600 for a one bedroom apartment downtown overlooking the water and i have exposed brick just like just just i've always wanted exposed brick and now i have it and i feel like my 30 year old self is now complete um (laughs) i just want everyone to come to michigan like come over here like i miss you come get out of the city come over here go hang out with lisa yeah (laughs) we're just um i'm down by lake erie (laughs) yeah come come down by the lakes guys it's a cool place to hang all right uh two more questions (laughs) yeah all right what are you currently struggling the most with? Uh, time management, for sure. Is that time a common management. answer? I would say so. I think so. I mean, I, I, I struggle with time management. I try different shit every week and it never works. <laughs> and it makes me want to stop trying. Like, there's so many episodes. I'm like, well, this week I'm trying a marketing day and an art day. Like, every other day. So that way I'm always making personal work on top of marketing. Because I can get so lost. and like, I'm going to build a website. I'm going to do a seminar. I'm going to do this. And then I realize I haven't drawn anything for two weeks and my hand is broken. Like, I can't fucking do anything. Um, That didn't really work. Uh, I've tried, like, set days. Okay, Monday is Instagram day and Tuesday is client work day. And then that that didn't work. (laughs) So I think it's more of just, like write it down have a to-do list don't put it on fucking paper like i know some people are paper people but like you can lose paper mm-hmm. so i'm a big fan of like using the app Todoist. it's free um oh i use wonderless it's like the same well, nice. it's probably the same thing just it's like a to-do app <laughs> yeah so guys check out you know both those apps um you know tracking your time definitely for clients so you're not you're not going over the scope no matter mm-hmm. what programs you use i use anco uh, you can use Harvest. There are so many other fucking platforms. What do you use for your invoicing and stuff? I use Wave apps, and it's all free. Um, it's probably apps. not. It's Ooh. probably not the best thing to use, but I, I've you used it so long it. now that you know it, it's all right there. I could, I could just duplicate whatever invoice or estimate and just create a new one from an already existing one. So it's super easy, and it saves all your items. Like if I want to do simple mural, like I just type in simple and it populates the invoice. Oh, they have some pretty crazy paid things. Did you guys know for a one-time <laughs> fee of only two forty-nine, you can get accounting coaching after 120 minutes of live coaching every 30 days of email access to your wave specialist? That sounds miserable. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a party? <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't want to fucking do that. No. Um, but for those of us who need a little extra help with money, like, I can make money like no one's business, but I, saving is like, yeah. and like getting, like, I will not go out to eat. I will not buy special clothes, but if it's something I can use for my business, I'm like, cha-ching. Like, yes. That. I'm like, yes, another app. Yes. I will buy a retail space. Yes. I will like, I'm, I'm so weird about it. The it's things so we random. do for our business. It's just, it's our babies. It's like, you're telling me not to buy my beautiful baby, another cute outfit. Like, who are you? Like, don't look at me. <laughs> Uh, um, going back to time management, though, the one thing that has worked for me, I read the Productivity Project, and I'm on my second read now because I love that book. But nice. he talks about just the goal of do- accomplishing three things per day, and that has helped me out tremendously. Like, if you could do three things, you're gold. That's really good. I like that because then you get the accomplishment high, which I think yes. is so important to, like, feel good about yourself. 
Yes. There's nothing yes. worse than being like an entire went, day went by. And you're like, what did I do? <laughs> right. Did that you make your bed? That's, every that's day I get lost on in Instagram. I'm like, wow, I was really good about DMs and comments. And I got a lot of engagement, but I didn't make any money today. And I didn't get anything done. You <laughs> like, did but... research. I help. know, I know, but it's, it just doesn't feel like mm-hmm. work. Like th- this week is my first week back to work after taking two weeks off to move. And I feel like so weird. Like I'm not productive. It, I'm drinking coffee, but nothing's happening. Ugh, I and I just don't days. know what's happening. And like, I have a client project that's due and I haven't started. That's due tomorrow. <laughs> um, that's what I'll be doing after this call. I'm actually kind of excited about it. I oh, love it. good. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a keep... graphic for a social media specialist. Ooh. Um, which is just fun. So I'm gonna. There's gonna be lots of like buttons and shit on it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. I'm um, excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited for you to see it and for you to like it. I'm excited. Oh my god, I'm excited. I, I got like oddly authoritative and sexual. I was like, I'm excited for you to see it. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's because we talked about sex work. I'm so sorry. Okay, turn that brain off. Turn it off. This is not what this is about. This is about women's illustration. Okay. Don't say sorry. You're fine. Okay. Um. All right, so last thing, aside from the book, like, do you have anything else exciting that's coming up that we can help promote for you? Um, yeah, the book will probably be releasing January 2020 or sometime after that. Um, and then I'm also giving a talk at Making Midwest, a conference at the end of July in Columbus, Ohio. Guys, do that. How much are tickets? Um, <laughs> they're free if you're speaking. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they should be. Making Midwesty? No, making Midwest. Uh, tickets. I think they're fairly cheap compared. Yeah, they're fifty nine dollars right now. What? They're on that's sale. That's that's maybe a day. Okay, for Saturday and Sunday only, they're a hundred ninety nine cool. to be exact. I'll have to release this episode soon because the so it's a July twenty sixth to the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Lots of really cool spots. Oh, sticker meal. I see you. Um, <laughs> oh, look at that. We got CJ Casanota, Jamal Collins, Alexa Winfield, Ryan Vessler, Claire Coder. That's a convenient last name. Um, <laughs> Meredith Dixon, uh, Chelsea Curry, and Alicia Huber, uh, Cassandra Leon, MC, also known as uh, Ben Stafford, and Matt Davis. So if you guys recognize any of those names, definitely <laughs> go ahead and check out this conference. Yeah, I can Google search and pretend that I know what I'm talking about this conference that I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> I but hey, it. I know if Lisa's speaking there is probably a cool place, so you should probably go to that if you are in the neighborhood and you can afford it. And Lisa seems cool. I feel like you should be her friend and talk to her. I try to be as friendly as I can. I like doing it, and I like championing other artists. Totally. And you are really super nice in real life. It's not like it's a front or anything like that. So <laughs> I appreciate really cool. that. <laughs> All right, guys. Please give Lisa all the love. Give, she needs like at least like 100,000 more followers. Uh, Lisa <laughs> underscores Quinn on Instagram. Check out her cool Amazon list that she's got in her link in bio. Check out her website. Just Can you just do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Hold, up her fe- hold up her feed right now. Okay, I'll wait. Like, go to your phone. Type Lisa underscore Quinn. Yes, okay, you got it. Okay, hit follow. Now I want you to scroll through her last 10 images, and I want you to like every single fucking one of them. Because oh I want Lisa to know that the day this episode goes live, that she, we are giving her all the love in the world for all the amazing tidbits of information she gave us, guys, for free. So the least we can do is show her some love on the gram, okay? I want her fucking Instagram to blow the fuck up, please. I you. love you so, so much. Ah, you're the best. You're, you oh, so you're much. the best. <laughs> no, I have like a whole to-do list of things that I need to work on and it's all because of your free coaching, aka an interview on your 
Patreon. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. I got you. And if you have any other questions, just DM me. Like, I got your back, okay? Hell yeah. All right, guys. This is the end of our episode. A minute 30. If four, technically. Um, <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed every minute of it. I definitely enjoyed it. And if you laughed, uh, awesome. I When I when I feel like I'm funny, like, that's my my greatest high. It's so much more than getting, like, 10,000 likes on Instagram. Um, if you want to support Women of Illustration, the best way to do that is to, one, follow us on Women of Illustration. Two, to support us with actual money on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash women of illustration. Just give us a fucking dollar. That's it. A dollar a month. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. It's like like a half quarter of a coffee. You know what I'm saying? Um, that'll give you early access to every single episode. Like I said earlier, $10 gives you a story shout out and 50 gets you a feature in the gram, the actual grid. You get to be among, among the women of illustration. Um, that was like a little bit of a smoker's cough. That was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just do all those things and that'd be really cool of you. And bye. Say bye, Lisa. Bye. Okay, Wait, bye. one more thing. One more thing. Oh, one whoa, more whoa, thing. Whoa, whoa. What is it? What is it? What is it? Okay, I would change you to Primetime Comedy Central. <laughs> you bumped up. You bumped up. Yeah, that's what's up. Mm-mm. That's what's up. Oh, and the thing I was going to say about being funny was uh, what really supports us the most is if you share a story shout out on Instagram and play your favorite 15 seconds from this episode uh, and just tag Women of Illustration, Letter Shop, and Lisa, and that would be super fucking amazing of you guys. I would really appreciate that. Mwah. That's it. Mwah. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.